Alphabet Fly on Encyclopedic Marvel Journey, where I go through the official handbook of the Marvel Universe with guests, and we talk about all the characters we know and love and have forgotten as well. My name is Jesse Cooper, and with me today is a person who likes to mimic people. <laughs> Laura! <laughs> I mean, I, I, I can mimic. I can... Oh god, don't don't ask me to do any like impressions or anything. <laughs> well, well, here's the problem. Uh his th- okay, so we're talking about mimic today. Yes. <laughs> um so anything I would have said would have just basically would it's been its name. Yeah. You know, try to allude <laughs> to it. Like Or someone else's name. Like you can't say chameleon because that's someone else. Like No, I can't say changely because that's also someone else. Marvel Universe has got a lot of shapeshifters. Well, well, that's what they're not even counting the 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 scroll. Yeah, who are this April going to try to take over Earth with the Kree? Really, with Hulkling as their leader, Emperor Hulkling. In comics or in movies? In comics. Okay, comics. okay. For a second, I was like, "What? <laughs> We're getting a a, a Hulkling." In a movie? Oh my god! Oh my god! I want! I want it! I love Hulkling, but what? But whatever. But we're talking about mimic today. Um. So, <laughs> what do you think mimic is? Like, what? 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 What does mimic do? Well, uh, having absolutely no prior knowledge about the character, uh, I'm gonna guess that he probably has shape shifting powers of some kind, or. Some sort of mental ability that makes people think he is someone else. You know, you you went like the complete opposite direction of the mimicry thing. Really? Yeah. No, huh. this is what mimic looks like. Okay. What? Mm, okay. Do Do you want me to describe this? Yeah. Yeah. yeah describe okay. it. Oh, also, um, wait, wait. You also needed. Oh, you know, yeah. The feet were very, that. very crucial to the description. Okay, so he's he looks. Well, actually, he looks like um, Warren Worthington. He's got these great big white wings behind him. Uh, but he's kind of a fusion of Angel and Cyclops because he's also got this red visor on. Uh, he's wearing his his he's wearing this yellow, like mustard colored jumpsuit with, of course, red underwear and a big red M across his chest. And then his his hands and feet are comically too large. And I, I wasn't sure with the hands. I thought maybe it was just like bad illustration, but no, that's that's deliberate, right? It's deliberate. Uh, uh, right now, what you're looking at is him mimicking the O five X Men. Okay, so that's a bit of Beast, a bit of uh, uh, Angel, a bit of Cyclops, a bit of Wolverine. No, no, Iceman. Iceman. Where's Iceman in there? Uh, somewhere. You know, Iceman isn't always ice. That's true. I guess he doesn't have as many visible uh, mutated traits. Yeah, and and, and also Marvel Girl is in there somewhere. Sure. Um, Yeah. Again, not like a super visible mutation. So he steals the traits or powers of people? I mean, we'll get into it a little bit more. But yeah, that's pretty much it. Um... Yes, so uh, this is the Book of the Dead mm-hmm. as well. So, so for everyone, he's in eighty-seven. He's dead. Um. So, so his real name is Calvin Rankin. Occupation is student. 
identity is secret, and he's a citizen of the United States with no criminal record. No other aliases, but this is just a, just so I could put this uh, this drop in. He also was called a Big M. 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 He was born in uh, Pasiak, New Jersey, and he died somewhere in uh, in in Quebec province. Can you try and pronounce Canada. the name? Or does no, it just no, say no, somewhere? It's just in... a s- somewhere. You know, somewhere. Fair enough. <laughs> no, it, it no, it just it's just like I, I'm going to take it easy on Jesse in the future. <laughs> just going to be somewhere in Quebec. Just somewhere in Quebec. So so yeah, you might you might know someone who maybe possibly was around when he died. In 87. 87? Possibly. Maybe. I don't know. You have parents, so that's a possibility. Or do I? Maybe I formed from primordial ooze. Well, um, I I am... So so I'm watching a lot of Boruto right now, (laughs) and uh, and I'm on the arc where where Orochimaru's, like, son. Mm Mm-hmm. No, no, it's Orochimaru who has the Who's non-binary? No, son. Uh, they found out that he's basically just a uh, just like made like it's just a, like a little like I don't know like test tube. Nice. And I was just and I was just like yeah maybe maybe you're Rochamar's uh, daughter. Maybe. Maybe you don't know. So he dies somewhere in Nowheresville, Quebec. Yes, probably in the same place where the content about North Star being in a Quebecois uh, terrorist. Uh, separatist terrorist group because there's no information on it so okay this is something that's bothered me so much so north star north star no so okay so north star right okay like with a couple like you know they talk about how he got his powers and all Mm -hmm. that stuff and Mm -hmm. they have just a sneaky little sentence in there that says he was also part of a uh quebecois separatist terrorist group in sentence yep Later, he became an Olympic-level skier. Yep. And he cheated using his powers. Okay, that, that's not good. <laughs> well, no, he was in a terrorist group. Eh. Okay, no, I shouldn't be saying eh to terrorism. But he was, but he was in a terrorist group. Like, and they just, wa- like, sure, is it, is it bad that he cheated at the Olympics? Yes. But he was also <laughs> a terrorist. I mean... Le- like, that's kind of just how the Quebecois are. That's, no. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I retract that statement. Ah, oh, mm. okay. I'm just cutting that out. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> just, just blasting it. I'm going to release this only in, in Quebec oh, somehow. God. They wouldn't listen. It's in English. <laughs> <laughs> I'll put some, I'll put some French, uh, uh French language next to it. Law <laughs> <laughs> 4C. <laughs> claims all Quebecois, <laughs> all francophones are terrorists. Uh, but I just feel like that is like just real, just not real good. Tell me about his terrorist days, please. Yeah, I, I would like to know more about that. I would like to know too. Like he has superpowers and he knew how to use them. How did he use them to help se- se- separate uh, Quebec from Canada? Well, obviously, very poorly. He didn't. It didn't, it didn't work. <laughs> I assume it didn't work. Also, in the Marvel universe, but no, no, no. Yeah. We, we don't. No, but he's single. 
I so, will, I, I'll ask my single friends if they <laughs> yeah. Ask your single friends if they want to date this 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 former person. Quebec terrorist. <laughs> no, 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 no. He 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 is a he's a he's an American terrorist. If anything. Oh right, mimic. Okay, I thought we were still talking about North Star. <laughs> no, 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 no. He's well. He's well. He's he's married, isn't he? Yeah, to not not to Richter. That's that's Shatterstar. That's Shatterstar. Yeah, I don't and remember who married? he married. I don't remember who he married. Someone. Probably. I don't know. That was like a big deal for like a month, and then everyone because North Star's <laughs> kind of like not great. No one knew like, about really? him before that. Well, I mean, they knew him. He was he was like a like a B tier Avenger for like a lot of the eighties. Uh, True, but like B tier. Anyone who most casual fans do not know who he is. I mean, most casual friends uh, fans don't know much about like Hank Pym, so because. Because I mean, for for good reason. Some might say deserved. Um, some, some might. Uh, so so uh, mimic is he, single, but we don't know his uh, identity. Yeah. It also he his father is dead, so Ronald is dead. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he he used to be a deputy leader of the X Men. Really. Yes. And uh, he first appeared in X Men one nineteen. Sorry, no, no, not night one nineteen. Nineteen. Sorry, he was pretty early on, huh? but he showed up in uh, the X Men issue number nineteen in April nineteen sixty six. Lo, now shall appear the mimic, and I'm gonna link you this mm-hmm. so you can look at it because it's it's a it's a thing that just bothers me so much, like. So you have, I think you, the the composition's pretty good. Mm-hmm. I was gonna say, mm-hmm. um, you have mimic kind of in the middle, mm-hmm. uh, with just really well rendered feats in hand, uh, with and he's kind of being menacing. He's just like, oh, I'm a scary mess, he's hunched over in <laughs> kind of an attack pose, like he's yeah. ready to go. <laughs> And like if I guess if he didn't know who mimic was, you're just like, I think they drew his arm hands and hands and feet wrong, <laughs> but. Uh, but you have then you have uh the O five mm-hmm. just s- surrounding. So you have Marvel Girl, uh, Angel, Iceman, Be- Cyclops. Beast, Iceman, Cyclops, and they're in their pre graduation suits. Like they're they're in the you know classic like blue and blue and yellow. Yeah, well, know. it's only it's only episode episode issue nineteen. So yeah. And uh, and we have my favorite, my favorite X Men logo, the X Men, uh, where you have uh, Angel just kind of flying in the X Men logo. <laughs> I was, I really like it. It's real, it's cute. It's real cute. I, they they should they should bring that back. Um, but have like Archangel in there instead, maybe. That'd be. I don't know. Yeah. What? But um, I really like the. Is it a tagline at the bottom? What would you call that? It's not a um, subtitle. I would say I would say it's cover copy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. that, which says, "Is the mimic another mutant or something far worse?" Well, well, well. You forgot the question: Is the mimic another mutant or something far worse? Worse. Because, yeah, worse. Yeah, uh, we'll get to that. So, uh, his final appearance was in Incredible Hulk one sixty one. Uh, so. Calvin Rankin was a son of biochemist Dr. Ronald Rankin, who was engaged in researching an unknown nature. 
uh, was engaged in researching an unknown nature, uh, and of an unknown nature at the time. What? Oh, so, oh, wait, wait. I'm putting emphasis on the wrong words. He was doing some sneaky research. Mm. Um, that Calvin, uh, that at the time that Calvin gained his powers to mimic the abilities of others, curious about his father's experiments. Calvin one day entered his father's uh, laboratory when Dr. Rankin was out, and Calvin accidentally knocked over a beaker containing chemical... No, it's unknown uh, chemical. And causing red gas to form, uh, which he breathed in. Over the following months, he he discovered that he was good at athletics, uh, as good as athletics as the best athletes in the high school, as long as you remain near them. Hmm. Similarly, he f- he found that he knew as much as any of his teachers did, as long as he was within the presence of his uh, of his teachers. I mean, I also felt like I had a good grasp on the subject matter until I went home and tried to do homework. So, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I feel like that's just uh, just just how people do things. That's just you know? high school. <laughs> yeah, uh, Calvin. Uh, okay, so Calvin's it's not pro- just physical, though. No, it's not just physical. Okay, yeah. Uh, Calvin's pride in his new abilities evolved into arrogance and conceit. Finally, Dr. Rankin realized that his experimental chemical had given his son the ability to imitate the abilities of, uh, of any person he was near. Believing that people would someday realize his son had superhuman abilities and would attack Calvin uh, from hatred and fear, Dr. Rankin took Calvin to an isolated cave where both of them lived for the following months. Okay. Um, let's just uh, stop here for a moment and discuss why that is probably bad and how he probably turned his son into a villain. Yeah, I was. I thought that sentence was going to end with, he took him to an isolated cave and tried to kill him. No, it's just like, okay, son, I realized that you have powers that are really subtle. Mm-hmm. And people probably wouldn't realize what was going on unless you told them. Mm-hmm. Or made it really obvious. Or made it really obvious. So I'm just going to take you to a cave. I'm going to isolate you from society because that's definitely going to work. Because that's how you don't make villains. That's how you get through to a troubled teenager. <laughs> uh, so during that time, uh, Dr. Rankin constructed a machine deep in the cave. Calvin could retain the... Uh, Calvin could retain the abilities he mimicked from those, from, from the people, as long as he remained within a certain distance from them. He believed, however, that his father's machine could enable him to retain any ability that he mimicked permanently. Okay. The machine drained so much current from the local power supply that one night a church circuit every electrical fuse in the surrounding county. Did, did they run power cords out to the cave? I'm sure. I mean, they'd have to be on the grid for that to happen. Right? Like, it's like, not like it could just be a generator, because then that wouldn't draw power from the rest of the area. The two Rankins learned from a radio broadcast that a large number of people from the neighboring uh, town were advancing towards the cave, and they have deduced that it was the cause of the blackout. Okay. 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 I'm 
this this feels like Silver Age writing. <laughs> it it feels like very Silver Age writing for some reason. I wonder why. Mm-hmm. It was only written in the 60s. Fearing that the town people would turn into an angry mob and attack them. I mean, probably they probably correctly. were. <laughs> Prob- I mean, Dr. Rankin detonated the expl. Why do you have explosives in your home? Okay, you did explosives in order to seal off the entrance to the uh, to the mine. However, Doctor Rankin underestimated the power of his explosions. It was caught and killed in the blast Ooh. of the explosions. What? Calvin, do- I'm well. He- it looked like you. <laughs> Did he want his son to turn evil? Like, right? I was just about to say, like, if he wasn't going to be a supervillain now, before, he definitely is now. Okay. So, he, so Calvin dug his way out of the mine hours later, but his father's machine lay in an area of the mine that had been sealed off by the cave-in uh, that the explosion caused. Mm-hmm. And Calvin Rankin vowed that his, on his father's grave that he would make humanity pay for his death by finding a way to use a machine and by making himself the most powerful man on earth. So was the machine actually meant to let him keep the powers? Because it just says that Calvin thinks that's what it's for. It'd be great if it was like, if it was just like his father was trying to make like, like the best generator in the world. (laughs) But (laughs) (laughs) I'm sick of running these power lines out here. Let's let's, I'm going to build a better generator. Uh, sometime later, R- uh, Rankin uh, found Vera Cantor, a, lo- a young librarian who, uh, who who he'd been trying to date. Trying to date? Oh, wait. Oh, okay, I have a question. Mm-hmm. He was... Okay, so he was a teenager in high school. And they lived in a cave for a couple of months. Surely he would still be a teenager? At I mean... L- at the oldest 19, right? At the oldest 19. But... I feel like... But, like, librarians have to, like... Do go school. To school. I, yeah. Like, they have to go to school. Like, so they would have to be at least in their, like... At least early, 20. At least 20. Okay. <laughs> but, yeah, so so he would really want to date this young librarian. He'd mm-hmm. been... Um, on her first, uh, and she was on her first date with uh, Hank Hank McCoy, who says Henry McCoy here, but uh, that's for nerds. Um, uh, who was a member of the X Men as the Beast, uh, and people didn't really know that he was a Beast because the Beast has big feet and hands, mm-hmm. and Hank Pym has big feet and hands. McCoy. Yes, McCoy. <laughs> you know, this was before the eighties when he turned himself blue. Mm-hmm. So there was this stick. He was just big hands and feet guy. He, you know, like like the the X Man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. Shh. He thinks we don't know. Uh, because apparently his dual identity at that time was unknown to the public. Uh, sure. Uh, Reagan accost Cantor. Went and went and when McCoy went try to get them uh, get them to leave her alone, he began fighting him. And during the fight, he gained not only the same degree of agility as the beast, but also developed the same powers as the Iceman, who was also present in his other identity. Why was Bobby there? 
you know, you know, you just sometimes you just go on date. Third wheeling on your friend's date. (laughs) You know, sometimes when your bro's going on a date, you also go on that date with them. I do not you know, know just in case. actually. <laughs> so sometimes you know sometimes you hang out with your bro mm-hmm. just in case mm-hmm. they get attacked while they're on their date. I know? mean, I would argue against that, but evidently that is a going concern for them. So, you know what? Fair point. Of evidently Laura doesn't protect her bros. No, on hey, dates, evidently. My friends don't get attacked on their dates much. If if I was an X-Men and that was a frequent occurrence, I think, yeah, I, w- I would want to have like a a bodyguard. Um, not a bodyguard. Like a, 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 a friend along on my date to like go fight no. the guy so that I could continue having the date. So, so yeah, uh, nearby construction workers, believing Rankin be immune, forced him to retreat. Rankin realized that he just encountered the Beast and Iceman. Shortly thereafter, Rankin found himself near Jean Grey in a cafeteria. This feels very. Co- this feels like a lot of coincidence. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Rankin found himself near Jean Grey in a cafeteria that f- and found himself to have like telekinetic powers, and he was just like, "Wow, that must be Marvel Girl." And then well, he, he can followed. read minds at this point, so there probably wasn't a lot of question there. <laughs> well, no, it's just telekinetic power. She didn't get her true, true, uh, true. telekinesis later, right? Um, but sixties, uh, right? But but what? But what he did next was, uh, not great because it's just like okay, so that's Marvel Girl. I'm gonna just follow her. So this guy's a creep. Yeah, I mean that wasn't uh, in question, but. Rankin did not approach too closely to the mansion at first, but he began to develop telepathic powers like Xavier and use them to determine the special composition of Cyclops' visors and glasses that enables him to block his eye beams. Mm-hmm. Rankin quickly constructed his own visor. Did he have Scott's powers at that point? Or did I he do that first and then... I'm gonna- uh, let me get to finish. Let's. Okay, I, need to, I need. To, I need to break this down. Sorry. I'm sorry. I need to get to this since so. So he then made his own visors and introduced himself to the X Men on supposedly friendly terms. But as soon as Rankin was certain that he had mimicked, uh, successfully mimicked their powers, including the wings of Angel, he donned the suit uh, that he bought and fought the X Men and kidnapped Marvel Girl in costume. Rankin called himself the Mimic. Now, I need to... That was a bunch of Buck Wild stuff that happened in one paragraph. Yeah! So, okay, so first... Mm-hmm. Okay, so so he, he found out he was, you know, following the X-Men by gaining their powers by being close by. Okay, that... Whatever. Mm-hmm. That's whatever. Him following, like, the only female member? Bad. Not good. I mean, it's not great if you follow the male member, but I just feel like him following the only female member. Well, he was also stalking that librarian earlier, so, like, this is a pattern of behavior. Also, he was living in a cave. What? There's so many things. So, he left the cave to follow this librarian as well? Because, like, how do you know about the librarian? I mean, presumably we... Yeah, you, no, you can, you can explain that. Public library, like... Okay, but still, he was supposed to be he's, in the cave so he didn't go around people. But he's, mm. Okay, 
maybe he like went across someone who had invisibility. Um, <laughs> something. It just left. Just left. <laughs> we just, just forgot died. to mention that part. Okay. Yeah. But also, like, did he get the pa- so? Did he get Omega level telekinesis? Hmm. That's what because he had no, not telekinesis. Sorry, was Telepa- telepathic powers because he was around Xavier. Well, didn't it got- say that it, he didn't? No, no, you know he did. He did he got telepathic powers. Huh? And how did he construct ruby quartz glasses? Yeah. And how did he do? How did he do it when his eyes were open? Were open like anytime he opened his eyes, he had the punch powers from the punch dimension coming. Well, okay. Out. Did he have Cyclops' powers? Because it said he needed to get into the mansion to copy everyone's. So maybe he he was just preparing for when he planned to take Cyclops' powers. Sure. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to no-prize that part. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm giving them a little more credit than they're actually due here. Yeah, so... And also he did kidnap the one girl member mm-hmm. who was also being actively creeped on by Xavier, who was many years her senior. Oh, I forgot about Oh. Yeah, she was like 14 when she joined the team as well. Um, yeah, Xavier's bad. Uh, the Mimic brought Marvel Gold to his cave hideout. Since he was at a great distance from the other X-Men, he lost all of his powers except for Marvel Girls. His pa- plan was to wait for the other X-Men to approach the cave, which at w- which point he would regain their powers and use them to reach his father's machine, which was sealed off from the west- rest of the cave. Mimic's plan was went as intended, and he used the eye beam powers he mimicked from Cyclops to blast his way through the, uh, to the machine. And he just turned it on when the X Men broke in. Mimic sees Xavier, who was accompanying the X Men, as a hostage, and stood under the machine, expecting that it would make the, the mimic powers permanent. But instead, he lost the mimic powers, slumped unconscious. Yeah. The, Cause that's what the, that's obviously what his dad was building was a way to get rid of the powers, not to enhance them. The, the, the X Men included, including Xavier and Marvel Girl, and bringing Rankin with them, escaped the cave just before the machine exploded due to a short circuit caused by Xavier. Xavier explained that the mimic's father, realizing the trouble his powers mimicry would cause, actually designed the machine to remove the powers. Of course, yeah, because it's the logical thing to do. And then, and then, this is this is the fun part. Uh, so, uh, Xavier they removed Rakid's uh, memory of being mimic from him. You know the real fun part that Xavier th- does. Oh, you know it's like whenever he goes to Cairo and just reads the Shadow King's mind. It's just like you're evil. I need to kill you now. Yeah, and no one asked for proof on that one. Um, yeah. Like, okay. So now this guy just wakes up. He doesn't remember being Mimic, but his dad's dead? Like, I, and... I, there's still more to go. That's the thing. Okay. All right. Sorry. Like, that's a problem. No, it's just so... <laughs> what? Xavier, why? <laughs> um, months later, Rankin was a student at Metro College. Rankin was caught. In an explosion, and he's just so many explosions have to run this kid. This guy is uh, not lucky. <laughs> uh, he was caught in an explosion in the chemistry uh, lab there. He was uninjured, but the blast restored both his mimicry powers what? and his memory. <laughs> <laughs> what? 
Uh, uh, oh. oh man, I love Silver Rage comics. Uh, Apparently, the cure yeah. to Xavier's mind meddling is head trauma. You know, just just explosions you can make in a regular chemistry lab. Yeah. So yeah, he confronted the X Men and holding them, uh, holding them over the threat of being exposing their true identities and pressuring them into accepting him as a member. So um, Xavier. I'm sorry. I, that's okay. There's t- this is just a one-two punch of a sentence, by the way, mm-hmm. of a paragraph. Mm-hmm. So okay, so he he's just like okay. He he did a manslaughter. It's just like hey, I want to be a defender, but instead of defender, he said X Men. Um, and uh, Xavier, being th- the best, agreed <laughs> because he knew. Mimic's power would be useful against the Menace Factor 3. Well, who hasn't killed someone, kid? Join the X-Men! You seem like an excellent tool. I mean, he needs to add to his child soldiers. Oh my god. I guess. I mean... Christ. Okay. Uh, Moreover, he knew that Randall Rankin was too strong-willed to take orders from someone his own age. Mm Mm-hmm. And since the... And... I hate this. I hate this paragraph. Keep going. So much. Keep going. Okay, sorry. <laughs> and since he knew he was too strong-willed to take, you know, orders for someone at the same age, and since the X-Men deputy leader, Cyclops, was undergoing some doubts among his own leadership of, leadership abilities, mm-hmm. Xavier was just like, hey, hey, Mimic, <laughs> guy who tried to kill us. Mm-hmm. Why don't you become the deputy leader? Just take Cy- Cyclops' place. What? No! <laughs> oh Why my did God. that seem like a good idea? <sighs> okay. It was temporary. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> <laughs> Almost immediately afterwards, the puppet master seized control of Mimic's mind. But the, but the angel released Mimic's from his uh, mental control. The mimic proved to be a great assistant to the uh, great assistance to the X Men battling Factor Three team of Banshee the uh, the team of Banshee and o- Ogre, and it was noted that Mimic is one of the few members of the X Men who's does who wasn't a mutant really, hmm. like he he just kind of mimics people's powers. Right. Soon after, Mimic's arrogance and combativeness to Xavier to dismiss him led. Xavier to dismiss him from the X-Men. I wonder why. Uh, embittered <laughs> by Mimic, uh, the, the Mimic decided to uh, revenge himself on the X-Men and use his own powers against humanity. Before he left, he saw the Super Adaptoid defeat the X-Men, uh, whom the Super Adaptoid intended to transform into androids, uh, like the Super Adaptoid himself. In the Mimic discover that he could not mimic the ability of Super Adaptoid itself as Mimic. Mm. Perhaps because the Super Adaptoid was like a machine and not a living being. Mm. Uh, and then the Mimic uh, then volunteered to have the Super Adaptoid transform him transform him into an Adaptoid and to join forces with the Super Adaptoid. What an in a excellent conquering- plan. How could any? How could oh that possibly God. go wrong? Oh, God. Just... Okay. The Super Adaptoid began the process of transforming Mimic, but then Cyclops warned him that the Super Adaptoid would actually make 
the mimic into a ro- his robot slave with no will of his own. Yeah. Why did you not think yeah. that? Uh, hang on, uh, hang the on. Mimic- he's too he's too headstrong to take orders from like the leader of the team, but he's like, yeah, I'll join this guy's robot army. The mimic did not want to lose his free will and halted the transformation process. Enraged, the super adaptoid fought and finally caught the mimic, which that who then used the tele- his telepathic powers he copied from Xavier to plant the idea of adopting mimic's own m- mimic powers into super adaptoid's mind. What? What? Wait. Okay. So, okay, a, the adaptoid fought. Xavier's powers work on robots? Wait, no, no, Androids? wait. Oh, no, it, it did at one point. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I'm not going to get uh, into that. Yeah. Uh, Silver Age is Silver Age really loose with what mind control and magnetism was. Okay. Uh, okay, but, okay, so, he, okay, so Mimic used the telepathic powers from Xavier to adapt Mimic's own powers. Of mimicking. Okay, okay. I, I, I'm a little the 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 logic makes sense, but it's written in a really weird way. Um, the mimic guessed correctly that the super adaptoid would be unable to adapt the mimic's uh, imitated powers, and then the adaptoid tried to do so. An electrical black a backlash was created and caused both the mimic and the super adaptoid to lose powers, which they mimicked from other. There's too many mimicking. <laughs> They're using it as both a noun and a verb, which is not great. <laughs> okay, basically they both lost their powers and mm-hmm. Rankin then turned and just went to a normal life. The super adaptoid ran off. Mm-hmm. Eventually Rankin discovered that his mimic powers kept returning and then disappearing again. And by becoming stronger and less controllable. And becoming stronger than less controllable. Um the the one time the power returned at such a strong level, unless Rankin stayed on guard constantly, he would not only mimic the abilities of others, but without intending to do so, drained all the energy from their bodies, hmm. leaving them dead. Uh, Rankin was panic-stricken, but Vera Cantor, who he was now having a romance... Um, I, Why? Okay. Um, decided... Decided on a plane of action. He secluded himself in a cabin in a large and uninhabited wilderness in Quebec. And then she sought out Henry McCoy, or Hank McCoy, who had who was an expert on mutation genetics, mm-hmm. and brought him there. Rankin discovered that the amount of distance over which his powers function is increasing. And eventually, he would be draining energy from people all over the world without being able to stop himself. Uh, McCoy began work on an experiment to cure Rankin. However, the Hulk, at that time, was in Canada, and his powers and life energies were being drained by Mimic, who was unaware of the Hulk's presence. The Hulk headed towards the direction he sits his power- Oh, man, I love it when the Hulk just- I love- I love it when the Hulk is in Canada. Uh, and acts Hulk- like a homing pigeon, apparently. Yeah, so he headed in the direction and found Mimic's cabin, and then the beast tried to hold off the Hulk, but uh, that was dumb, and Rankin decided to, uh, that Hulk that Hulk gave him the means of a certain way of eliminating the menace that Mimic opposed, uh, opposed to the world, and he headed into Hulk uh, 
he headed into the Hulk long enough to drain a sufficient amount of the, the gamma radiation. Hmm. And he killed himself. And Yikes. I mean, that's a pretty better way to kill yourself. Yeah, but I mean, I mean it's I mean it's a Oof. lot. So yeah, um, so he's a uh, six two, weighs two twenty five, has brown hair, brown eyes, and uh, he we covered what his powers were mm-hmm. like multiple times in the thing. Mm-hmm. He can copy other people's powers. Now, what do you think of mimic? Ooh, um, can I say he sucks? I can think that you can. It's not a great story. It's <laughs> not. Um, first off, uh, I oppose having the word, the 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 verb of your power yeah, also, also be, be <laughs> your name. Bo- both, both the name he calls himself, and also like the noun they refer to him as. They call him the mimic. They call him mimic, and then they say he's mimicking someone. Like, no, it's it's word salad. You can't. It doesn't. You you can't. <laughs> I don't think you've been on since we've done this uh, segment, but Laura, I have one question for you. Are they still dead? Is he still dead? I'm gonna say no. Um, comics being oh what they are, people don't often stay dead long. More of them stay dead than you think. Okay, that's true. If you're a major character, you don't stay dead long. If you're a minor character, you can be forgotten about for decades. So. Well, let's just say he has a long history after this. Okay. So, uh, to kind of cover some of this, apparently, sometime later, his body was just like, he just was a dead body. Just like, and then Wolverine just happened to like walk close to him. Oh, God. And then I was about to, to ask if he floated down the stream past Deadpool or something. <laughs> oh, it was almost, it was just a little less silly than that. Uh, so he Wolverine just uh, walked by. Yeah, he just kind of walked because by because he's in Canada. Like it's a, I get that. Like he's in Canada, but it's a fairly big place. Like, is- well, well, get this, get this. The Hulk was around too. Yeah, I don't in in backwoods Quebec, apparently. Well, so I mean, when when the Hulk is in Canada, Wolverine isn't that far away. That is a good point. But but apparently, so um, he uh, <laughs> I like this. So he thought that the healing factor would be like uh, would be permanent. Mm-hmm. Um, and, but he also got his claws, so his bone claws. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, is, uh, he's not used to the constant pain of, you know, co- you know. Getting hurt all the time. Re- getting hurt right. all the time, and also putting the claws out, putting them back right. in. Right, like Wolverine powers uh, so- through it because he knows he's going to heal. Yeah, but, like, he's not used to the pain, mm-hmm. so he was just like, I'm just going to steal a bunch of medicine <laughs> so I could just, uh, and then apparently, uh, he had to fight the Hulk with Wolverine's powers. Ooh. So, Where was Wolverine for that? Um, I mean, Green? I mean, there's a guy with claws fighting him. I mean, you know, it's yeah. just, you know, it, the the congrat the con- contractual obligation of someone <laughs> with claws fighting Wolverine. I mean, fighting Hulk in Canada was technically fulfilled. Right. I, I guess Wolverine <laughs> sort of looked out and came came by, saw that guy or saw Mimic fighting the Hulk, and was like. Oh, good! Someone else is on it. I can go. <laughs> I can go do something else. 
I don't have to get ripped in half and then slowly crawl to my other half to attach it back again. You want to be Wolverine, uh, buddy? Go ahead. <laughs> I'm tired of flying to Canada every time he steps takes one step over <laughs> to Canada. Bo- it sucks. Sometimes he takes one step over and just steps right back into America. Border security's got to stop calling me. I'm not. <laughs> I shouldn't be on call. So, um. <sighs> So, uh, he was also in Civil War, he was in prison for some time, and then he was captured by Baron Zemo and Songbird of Thunderbolts, who were the cops, basically, mm-hmm. that, that did the superhuman registration. Mm-hmm. Um, and then later, he was freed after becoming registered, and he began, you know, just kind of walking around and, you know, blah, 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 blah. And then all of a sudden, that was when Dark Reign was happening, so Norman Osborn was just like, hey... I need to, like, replace the X-Men, because we already replaced the Avengers with bad people. Uh, Do you want to be on our team? And guess what? He said Yeah, of course he did. Of course Uh, he did. uh, So, and then later, uh, he became a, he became, like, somewhat of a good guy. Um, And he teamed up with Omega, who is a person I do not know much about. Mm -hmm. Um... And uh, he kind of became kind of a good guy, you know. He was he was trying to help Omega out. To okay, I would put "good guy" in quotes because it seems like if if we were gonna have a cohesive narrative of this guy's like jerk of of this guy's story, it seems like he just sort of goes along with whatever will get him where he wants to be at that moment. Like he doesn't seem to have very many fixed morals. Well, modern day mimic seems to have some fixed morals. Okay. Yeah. So he, uh, so Omega, which is he absorbs like powers and stuff, uh, was able to kind of feed off a of mimic because mimic was basically able to feed him. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they were kind of you know helping each other out. Then Avengers vs. X-Men happened, and that's when I stopped reading Marvel <laughs> comics for about three years. Um, and uh, he he helped out with the he helped out with the uh, with the X-Men side. And then and then uh, there was a X-Men called Forget Me Not who wanted to not a, not a, who wanted Omega to remove his powers to be forgotten by everyone because mm-hmm. Forget Me Not. His powers is no one can remember him. Uh huh. So oh, I see. He, he wanted, wanted to take. He wanted Omega to take on that so that he would not be forgotten. By okay, all right. Yeah, understandable. <clears throat> so, but but a uh, mimic being uh, the worst Fred decided to let forget me not to keep his powers. This is what I mean. He just, just does whatever's sort of convenient but, but- for him. But here's the problem with X-Men being the, uh, a being a metaphor for, like, marginalized groups. Mm-hmm. Marginalized groups. Sometimes, if, like, I'm pretty sure there's a person out there who does not want to be their marginalized group. Sure. Somehow. <laughs> like, like, I'm, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna speak for anyone, per se. But, you know, there's probably someone who'd be like, yeah, if you can make my life easy, make it easier. Yeah. Oh, well, and- like I I saw someone talking about um that so that scene in like X Men three the movie um where Rogue like really wants to get rid of her powers and Storm's like there's nothing wrong with us like 
there's, no, there, in the ter- there's nothing wrong with you. Sure. In the <laughs> it, like in terms of like disability, someone was talking about like, yeah, there are people who are saying like, there's nothing wrong with me. I'm fine the way I am. You, your expectations or your, you, society creates the, the handicaps, uh, not me, me and my body. Other people are like, hey, I'm in a lot of pain and I want that to stop. Like, you can have different perspectives within the same group on what the, like, 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 it feels like, it feels like him convincing forget me not to keep his powers is like telling someone who just broke their legs and can't walk to not go to rehab. Mm-hmm. When they can, like, walk, when they have the possibility of walking again. Yeah. Or something. Like, it's not, it's, sometimes it's not bad to want to get rid of a condition. Yeah, just because you also, I mean, he's not a mutant, but just because you also have powers doesn't mean you understand what he specifically is going through. You are living a very different reality than the guy whose, like, parents can't remember him. That sucks. It's not the worst, like, when he, ca- when he kidnapped no. Jean Grey, but, like. No, he's not the worst because he's not Xavier who wiped his memories yeah. of of his identity. But 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 whatever. Okay. But so I think we're done talking about mimic because that one took longer than it should. Sorry. Have. Uh, no, no, no. It was it's perfectly okay. I'm just I. There's so much going on <laughs> with that. But but yeah, let's do our plugs. Yes. Um. So. I do another podcast, which Jesse has been on pretty recently. Uh, it's called Pitch Me Something, and we talk about pop culture. We do talk a lot about Marvel. Uh, the last couple weeks, we did two episodes on, just on DC, uh, DC Comics. Um, we pitch uh, movie ideas, games, books, comics, all sorts of stuff. Um, you should definitely listen to the episode that Jesse's in, which was called... It w- it had a name. <laughs> you no, it definitely had a name. Uh, anyway, his his name's on it, so uh, you should definitely go listen to that. It's uh at franklyimplausible.com. Sorry, franklyimplausible.com, or you can find it on iTunes and Google Play. I think. So, uh, my name is Jesse. I have another podcast called Creepy Critters, where I talk about cryptids in somewhat lower detail. I also have another podcast called Limited Theories, where I talk about limited marvel series issue by issue with my friend rob um and this has been alphabet flight and justice is served good night (laughs)